continuing in our series this morning uh, called This Season. And today we're going to talk about hope. And we're going to talk about hope um, from the story of some of the most disenfranchised story or disenfranchised people in the story of the nativity. And then we're going to talk from the perspective of shepherds today. So before we do that, let's pray together. Father, thank you for bringing us here together. Thank you that your word uh, is a light to our feet and a light to our path. And Father, we just pray that today you would open our ears and our hearts and our minds to hear something from you. Father, you come in the name of Jesus with these things. Amen. So, Thing. 
They come from a perspective of government that's been a lot of a long time. They come from a perspective of being disenfranchised, seeing religious corruption firsthand. And God chooses to send a message of the Messiah being born to them. What kind of hope does that bring to them? Because as we've talked about, not just last week, but in times past, that hearing anything from God does not happen in a long time, let alone angels showing up. And we already know that from uh, the story of Mary and the story of Joseph, that angels have now shown up not once, not twice, but now three times in a very small pocket of Israel to offer hope to people that aren't the religious elite. They, they go to Dallas Theological Seminary. They don't know a bunch of languages. They are not educated. Very simple, humble people that God decides to show up in their lives and bring hope. So the angels show up to them right where they are to offer them hope. Now the second point I think is something you identify probably very easily. And that is this, that hope thrives in community. With other people. And there's other people around you that need hope. There's other people around you sitting right here that have hope. One of the best things you can do in your walk with God is to surround yourself with those kinds of people. How many of you know a negative person? Okay. Yes, I was going to say, um, yes, I think you're sitting next to that right now. And how many of you are in this room? Pain is not a negative person. In spite of what Chris says. Yes. <laughs> okay. Hope thrives in community. Imagine if, if you were the only shepherd out there and the angels show up and say, Hey, Bob, here's what you need to do. And we're the only one that gets that message. How eager are you to go? Okay, hold on a second. I'm supposed to leave the sheep. I'm supposed to go into town by myself, wander around looking for a pregnant woman, and say, hey, some angels told me they will lock me up. They will absolutely lock me up and throw away the key if I go into town telling this crazy story. But thankfully, they were not alone. There's a group of them. They see the angels. And the angels said to them, don't be afraid. Just a side note. The power of community can be both good and bad. So you have a group of people that are afraid. And they act on that fear. And then pretty soon you have a mob. You have a mob mentality. And all kinds of stupid stuff happens. You know, we have heard. I mean, it always amazes me that in any sport, it doesn't matter what it is, some sport wins the national title in that given sport. What happens in their town? They turn cars over and light them on fire and they throw them. That's not really. Now think about it. If you're the only fan out there on that street, you're probably not going to light a car on fire and tip it over. Right? Just celebrate. Right? Imagine Cooper a couple weeks ago did what only one of two schools did, and that was make it to the state championship in 5A, right? 5A, okay. Only one of, they were only one of two schools to make it to the state championship. 
Richmond in the Kroger parking lot, right, celebrating possibly what was going to be Cooper's win. And as they win, she is lighting cars on fire and tipping them over and throwing Montana cocktails in the Kroger window. Right? That's not going to happen, is it? No. When you throw Mitchell in the mix and Kenny and some of the other crazy siblings they have, and now bad stuff's going to happen. Right? So, so the mom, because they're genetically Bob Sinclair, so, so the mob mentality, right? Um, because you know, it's the Kenny Sheriff show up and see Herman Munster there. Right? Okay, so, stop. Just stop. I don't need to go. That's possible. So the mob mentality is always a good thing, but in this case, it certainly is. You know, Nancy and Shepard, and again, they only heard stories about this kind of stuff happening. And by stories, I mean generations ago, when they heard about God speaking to people and the angels showing up and that kind of stuff happened. They've only heard those stories. And now, imagine as they sit out in the field and this thing happens. And what they think is, this is what it was like to hear God. This is what it was like for him to show up in the lives of our ancestors. This is what Moses must have felt like, or Joshua must have felt like, or Daniel must have felt like, or Elijah must have felt like, or Jeremiah must have felt like. This is what it must have felt like to have God show up in their lives and do something incredible. And so, hope begins to thrive in their community. So, deal. Bring hope to anybody's life at all. That's an honest answer. Because I see that girl once or twice a week, she said, probably not. And I say, you're right. But think about that, the conversation you have. And we, we, it's very easy for us, any of us to get drawn into a negative conversation. I understand that. Because whether it's you or somebody else, there's that part of human nature that we will struggle. We will struggle not to thrive on somebody else's misery. Well, they got what's coming to them. How do you know? Really? That's, we don't know Jack. We just don't. Who knows what? Do you want what you deserve? Do you want, do you want to get what's coming to you? So then why do you want somebody else to get what's coming to them? That's very small, isn't it? Very, very small. So we just have to make a conscious choice. We won't get drugged into that. We won't be waiting into those conversations. We won't, you know, we don't, you know, as we said last week, great people talk about ideas. Good people talk about events. Small people talk about people. So we don't want to be small people. So the shepherds get this message of hope and it absolutely thrives in them. You know, they've got pretty simple to look around each other and go, they have really this sheep and something happens to them. We're dead. This is our livelihood here. So there may have been somebody in the group going, no, we just can't, we can't do that. But thankfully, the rest of the community is like, why are we going to How can we not do something? 
most of us are Gentiles. Um, they believe that Messiah is not for us. So the shepherds hear the message that the Messiah is being born right now, and he's for everybody. Now that meant a different thing to them because they're not the religious insiders. They probably don't go to synagogue, they probably don't sit, they never really ask to stand up and read. So when they hear the message that the Messiah is being born, then that means it's for everybody. It's a life-changing event for them. Absolutely transformational for them. That the Messiah is coming. And you're telling us, why us? Why pick us? Why are you involved in our lives at all? This will be a sign to you. This is a very important part. This will be a sign to you. You will find a baby wrapping claws and lying in a manger. Hope is the road that the more people that travel it, the wider it gets. Do you understand that? So the more people that have hope, the wider that path gets. The more people see it, the more people are able to join you. And so these shepherds get a sign and say, okay, here, here's how you'll know. You're going to go out of town, you'll find a baby in a barn, he's going to be just wrapped in rags, he's not going to be a good Sam or Sadie, it's not going to be clean, it's not going to be sterile, there's not going to be a midwife there, there's not going to be any help. That's how you know this, that what we're saying is true. And so they take off. So hope thrives in community. And number three, God words. God's word gives hope. Okay, remember what the angel said to them? Hey, this is a sign. Take off. When the angels had left them and gone to heaven, the shepherds said to one another, let's go to Bethlehem and see this thing that's happened, which the Lord has told us about. So they hurried off and found Mary and Joseph and the baby who was lying in the manger. When they had seen him, they spread the word concerning what they had been told about what they had been told about this child. So here's here's a catch in our lives. And we read the story about the and by the way, there's the, the list of prophecies about Jesus is endless. I mean, from from the book of Genesis on to his birth, um, and actually up until his death, there's prophecies about him. Hey, this is where he's going to be born. This is how he's going to die. This will be his character. This is, I mean, all that stuff. So the shepherds get the message that, hey, he's going to find him. Then they show up and find that what God told them is true. Again, I think about Mary and Joseph in the barn, and she's giving birth. Okay. In spite of the, the messages that Mary and Joseph have, similar to our lives, we've probably heard God speak to us in a very clear way and said, This is what we're from your life. And then because of pain or struggle, we doubt. And instead of that world of hope being really wide, it kind of gets narrow. It gets harder to walk on because our kids are crazy and life is hard and bills and all the stuff of life. The road of hope gets very, very narrow and very rocky and very steep. And then God brings people in our lives to, to validate what we've heard and what He wants to do in us. So imagine the struggles that Mary and Joseph are already having. They are poor, they're away from home, and she's giving birth in a barn. 
And then all of a sudden, a bunch of shepherds smelling nasty. Okay, now, um, we all have babies. I don't show up in the delivery room. Right? I'm going to be no help to you there. Right? I'll show up like a break of when the tornado is coming through. Um, and I'll be in the room, and I was like, oh, wait, I, I, for a long time, I was the only one that said, you do the whole break. For probably a bunch of crazy amber reasons. But um, you know, when, when I'm in their hospital, the, I mean, there's a tornado happening, uh, or there's a warning. So we're just hanging out in the room. And the nurse comes in and says, well, if this is a tornado, um, this is what you'll hear. And Kevin and I are like, um, well, so what do we, and she's opening the windows on that, so I'm like, well, should we, it was a color, right? You're going to hear like a, a code word that's a color, and I think it was black. And so I are you going to be very offended? That's what I'm saying. So, right, so, right, so here's the deal, when something bad happens, the word you're going to hear is black. Right, I was offended for you. Okay, so, I'm going, well, should we be in the hallway, or shouldn't something else happen? And I'm just, and right now, as I'm telling the story, I'm thinking, I hope none of you are offended by a hammer and knives. Silliness. But if you are, you might be in the wrong church. Um, I'm just saying. So, I, I've never shown up, you know, in, um, give me a couple days, you know, I'll show up the next day. Um, uh, if you're in Cincinnati, I'll bring you some food from uh, Isidore or Camp Washington, Chile, or any of those little mountain tops there at the foot of the hill. But um, can you imagine, Mary, like Jesus just showing up and now a bunch of guys show up like, hey, uh, really? Okay, but the reality is this any struggles that Mary and Joseph have about what's going on in their lives, now somebody else shows up and says, Oh, yeah, some angels are out in the field, take care of our sheep, and some angels show up in the sky. They said, Go into town and you'll find this baby and his mom and dad in the barn. He's going to wrap in rags. And we showed up here, and there's mom and dad and baby in rags. What incredible validation it was for them that God was not only doing something in their lives, but He was going in somebody else, something in somebody else's lives. And they show up there and say, Okay, this is, this is too freaky, right? This was not by chance, and this was not by accident. All of these details are working out, and God is showing up in our lives to tell us this. God's Word is what gave them hope. And one of the most fantastic verses I've read about this concept is the next verse we're going to read. And it comes from the book of Romans, chapter 15, verse 4. For everything that was written in the past, pay close attention to every word in this verse. Everything that was written in the past was written to teach us. Everything that was written in the past was written to teach us so that through the endurance and the encouragement of the scriptures, we might have hope. Everything written in the Bible you have on your lap was written so that you can have hope. Everything that was written was written so that you could have hope. So even the obscure, goofy stories about wool underwear from the Old Testament. I 
who was the last person you had a real conversation with where you said anything like, man, I once was lost and now I'm found, blind, and now I see. And now I don't have my act together. No, I don't make every choice that honors God. No, I don't do that. At the end of my day, here's what I have. The fact that the God of heaven paid for my sins on the cross. And because of that, I have a relationship with him. I have hope in this life and hope for the future life. That's what I have. Do I have to use those words or even in the same context? But does anybody know what God does in your life? How God rescues and redeems not just you, but the people around you. How God offers you hope. And maybe this is one of the first times you've ever heard that. That God kind of loved you that much. So then what will you do about that information? Will you just stay outcast and ostracized? Or can you say, well, that's good for them. If they've got that Jesus thing going on, more power to you, I won't interfere with that. If it works out, they found Jesus. You understand? Jesus was never lost. Right? You didn't have to find him. He chased you. He ran you down to have a relationship with you. You remember uh, a long story a couple years ago that Jesus is the greatest phenomenon to ever cross the horizon of this world. He did that for you. He did that for you. Does anybody in your life know that? If not, why not? Are you afraid of the thing? Are you afraid that, well, if you tell me you're not tolerant, well, then you don't live up to that. We gotta start actually being a God follower. And this is the season for hope. I don't trust politicians or the government with my future. I love small government. I really do. They can do more money than more with my tax dollars than the big government can. I don't care what color you are. You might have to make blue and red. Um, and I don't mean Louisville and UK. Um, and somebody questioned me about that this morning. I go, okay. Um, I just got with my future. I trust God with my present. That's what I trust. But does anybody in my life know that? And some probably do, some probably don't. If they don't, I'm the only one to blame. Just me. Same thing in your life. This is the season for hope. Let's pray. I thank you that you have not left us hopeless. Not only did you give us Jesus as a payment for our sins, as our Savior, but you gave us the Holy Spirit to lead us and guide us in truth and to teach us. Father, just thank you for that. And thank you that you chose the things you chose, like the shepherds. Who didn't fit into most circles. There weren't many church. They weren't educated. They didn't have all the answers. We even looked like they might have any answers. But you chose to reveal the message of the birth of Jesus to them. 